0: Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, online campus, and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, Ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service. Well, I am so thankful that my dear, dear friend, my beautiful Inspire Global Sisterhood founder and CEO, my amazing regional director of the Assemblies of God World Missions for Europe, my partner in ministry, my encourager—I don't have enough words, Pastor Melinda. I know maybe you will introduce your daughter Olivia, but will you do me a favor and give me just the best ICF rum welcome to Pastor Melinda Henderson as she comes to minister the word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank thank you, you, thank you so thank much. You. I love you. Thank you. Thank We're you for still believing at us. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Is the goodness of God just not amazing? Where would we be today had his love not reached out to us? I'm so grateful to be here, Pastor Jen. Thank you for the invitation. For us to continue to take Italy um, or continue to take Inspire country to country, nation to nation, um, it's humbling for us, and it's an honor to see What happened at the first Inspire for Italy? And, um, oh, I I love giving generations their place on the platform and to tell their stories and to dance and to worship. So it has been seriously just an overflow weekend for all of us. So um, I I told Pastor Jen, I I sent her a message, that um, nine people received their very first Bible. This weekend. So that's what it's all about, right? It's it's about just that next one, that next one. And so we're so grateful for that. Thank you again for the invitation to preach today. And um, I, we help me, Pastor Jen, because I want to be careful. We finish at 1115 because I didn't quite hear that in my ear. Okay. All right. Wonderful. I can do that. I've preached a long time. Um, so I just say... Thank you for us, for allowing us to be here, teams, for all of you that have come. It means so much to us that you're here. And on behalf of my husband, Larry, who is preaching today in Alabama. He was in Texas earlier this week and then flew to Alabama, and he just sent his greetings. We've been in the church together before, and, um, and it's just an honor for us to rep- represent missionaries serving across Europe, 44 countries Um, That we're currently in, and it's just an honor. All right, are you ready for God's word today? Hallelujah. The message I um, feel on my heart is really an overflow from this weekend. So I hope you've got your Bible, and I hope you learned yesterday, if you were there, you've also got two other things. What are those things, people? You got a journal and a pen. We do not walk in God's house unprepared. We walk in to receive the word, to take note of the word. So if you didn't bring a journal, then take out your phone because I believe there will be something said today. It is not from the voice of Melinda. It is from God himself who is speaking to you. And when we come into God's house to receive a message, guess what? That message should help make us a better disciple. It's not just to hear something and leave and say, oh, we went to church. Wasn't that great? There should be a takeaway for you. How many of you get food taken away? Well, there is a spiritual takeaway every time you walk into the Father's house. And so jot down the message, the notes, anything that the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart today and I welcome those who are joining us online God bless you guys we're so glad you're a part of the online church today the message that I have is simply titled loving God we've talked all through inspire about love divine and and his divine love that God has for us and we all know that the relationships in life all of our relationships can be very tricky right to navigate relationships, we've all had relationships that are healthy and great and thriving. And we've also had relationships that are also toxic. And we've had relationships that have once were good and the next day they're not good. And relationships in our life, when they're good and healthy and growing, then it makes everything better. But when you're not experiencing healthy relationships in your life, how many of you know it is a whole nother level of stress? because you're navigating unhealthy relationships. When there's tension in a marriage, how many of you have ever heard the phrase, happy wife? Thank you very much. All of you men, will you remember that in the room? Hallelujah, that's your takeaway for your journal for today. (laughs) Happy wife, happy life. But guess what, women? It goes the other way, we just don't have a rhyme for it, okay? I tried to think of something, happy husbands, happy, and I couldn't think of anything, like nothing rhymes, but we want to be good to you guys, we want to make sure that you're thriving in your life, but tensions in relationships, problems in relationships will not only affect you and the other person, but they also tend to affect us emotionally, spiritually, even physically. You can have a relationship go wrong in your life and your physical body is affected because of an unhealthy relationship. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when those relationships go bad, they weigh you down. Bad relationships. Some of you have worked with colleagues that you worked with for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, you both went opposite directions. And the relationship, that friendship was broken. And bad relationships can be exhausting to us. And it's important for us to understand what God teaches us about our relationships. Because how many of you know the best source of understanding and learning is to always go to the Father? Lord, if we need to do something better, how do we do it better? Holy Spirit, teach us, enlighten us in how do we navigate relationships. And God teaches us that the relationships with him, relationships with others, with each other, he teaches us so much. I want to turn your attention to Matthew, God's word. And once again, if you've never had a Bible, even if you're watching online, reach out to ICF Rome. We have Bibles to make sure that you have the word of God. Yes, we know you can get them digitally, but we want to give you a printed word of God. Matthew chapter 22, verse 35 to 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, they said, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, and if you're reading it, say it with me. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is this. You shall On these two commandments, two things, depend all the law and the prophets. And Jesus is saying, out of all of the commandments, and do you know that in the Jewish culture, there were 613. I believe they covered just about everything. 613 laws. Now, no one could memorize 613 laws. So they said, what's the greatest? What do we need to remember the most? And he said two things. Remember these two things. Jesus said it can be summed up with two things. What are they? Number one, love God. Love God. Is that hard? No. So simple. Love God. And what he say was number two. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if we look at the Ten Commandments that all of us know so well, if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first Four of them focus on our relationship with God. Four commandments. The second six focus on our relationship with others. So in the Ten Commandments that all of us have memorized, if you're new to church, you can memorize them this week. Out of the Ten Commandments, they're focused on relationships. Relationship with God's relationship with others. And the key word in both of these commands that God says were the two greatest things to remember, what's the key word that we see in both? Love. Love God, love your neighbor. One simple word, love. And the essence of life in our relationships with God, relationships with others is love. And there's different forms of love, and we get that. And the world, man, the world tells us a lot about what love is and what's love not and all of that. The world's got a lot to tell us their opinion. But the only opinion that matters is what the word of God says. What is pure love? What is true love? What is godly love? What is lasting love? And in the Greek, there's four main words for love. And the one I'm going to focus on this morning is God's greatest love for us, and that is agape. Agape love, which simply means unconditional love. Jesus said in all of the commandments, the greatest is that we agape God. Okay, so take out that word love because love is deeper in how this God is talking about this. It's an unconditional love for God. That means if God does not answer the prayer that I'm praying today, I still agape him. If God doesn't show up as soon as I think he should and make a way for me in a new job, I still agape him. It's not based on what he's done for me or what I hope he will do for me. If God does nothing for me, again, as long as I breathe, I will agape my creator. Agape God. I love him without condition. Not based on anything else. We're not talking about a love for God that is a feeling. And see, that's what our flesh teaches us to do. Because all of us love to feel loved. How many of you, you know, you got somebody that loves you? Anybody? How many in the room has no one that loves you? Will you raise your hand? Because we got to find a friend for you that will love you this morning. We love to feel loved. Man, how many of you love a few good love songs? I've been married 33 years, 33 years. I have a playlist that is titled Larry. And anytime I'm traveling and I want to think about my sweetness, I listen to those love songs. And it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm back to the age of 18. We love to feel love. There's something special. And if you're married and you don't have a playlist for your spouse, there I just gave you a great example. Y'all know the songs. You can sing them for me. What's love? I told you you knew them. further. Okay, stop right there. When a man Aren't you feeling it? It's those feelings. A moment like this See? Now that's a newer one for some of y'all, and y'all gonna be searching. But that song's 20 years old. You just know some of the classics. There's some great songs out there. And all of those songs produce a feeling in us. You know what I'm talking about. It's a feeling. But what happens when you're not feeling? Can you still love people without feeling it? Can you still agape your spouse when you don't feel it? Can you still agape your relationships when you don't feel it? That is the unconditional love of God. And that's what he said in these two commandments. What are the greatest of them all? You love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That means everything. You agape him. And you love others. You love your neighbor. And when he says love your neighbor, guess what? He's not talking about the one who lives next door to you. He's talking about people in your life. All of us have different people in our life, and all of those people are our neighbors. And we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Some of you don't love yourself very well, and that's not my message today. That'll be picked up maybe another time. But you have to know how to love God. 1 John 4 7 and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is where? From God man didn't create love god created love love is unconditional love is deep and whoever loves the scripture says whoever loves has been born of god and knows god verse 8 anyone who does not love oh this is strong you guys Anyone who does, how can we love a diversity of a church? How can we love every nation, tongue, tribe? How can we love those who don't think like us, who don't act like us? Because God says he loved us. And anyone who cannot love other people does not love God himself. So if you have a problem loving someone that looks different from you or from a different country or from a different village or from a different tribe, if you have a problem with that, then the scripture is telling me that you don't even love God himself because you cannot love God without loving people. Because God's love is an unconditional love, not based on how we feel. And aren't you thankful for that? Because our feelings and our emotions mess us up all the time. I told you I've been married 33 years, but do you know how many times I've had to say I'm sorry? Ooh, probably 33 a day. I mean, sorry about that. No, I've gotten much better. And by the way, I didn't introduce my daughter, who was a part of those 33 years. Not all of the 33, but I have my amazing daughter here with me, Olivia, and she's pretty awesome. We can try to imitate or manufacture love, but love doesn't come from words we repeat, love doesn't come from songs that we sing. Love is not from a feeling. Love itself comes from God. And when God is not present in my life, when God is not a part of who I am as a person, in my home, in my marriage, in our church, in our workplace, and you say, but Melinda, I'm the only Christian in my workplace. Do you know you can still share the love of God in your workplace if you're the only one who loves him? You can't make excuses for not being a carrier of God's love. God's love, if it is not present with us, the best we will only be able to give and show to others is a shallow form of superficial love. Because if we are trying to love people with what's within us, that will never be enough. But when we love because God loved us and because we love him with an agape love, then that empowers me to love others with that same love. That's unconditional. That's not based on what I feel. Unconditional love does not come from the world. Love comes from God. There's two practical things I want you to hear this morning. The first one is this. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more and nothing you can do to make God love you any less than he does at this very moment. Today, as you sit in this service, as you watch this service, there is nothing you can do because God's love is not earned. God's love is given to you. You say, Melinda, you don't know how many mistakes I've made in my life. Friend, you don't know how many I've made. And I stand here today because of the unconditional agape love that the Father has for me and that I have for him. None of us are perfect. None of us, the Bible says, is without sin. If you think there's perfect people in this room, no, my friend. There's sinners in this room. Sinners saved by grace who are under the blood covering of Jesus Christ. And we can only share what we have received. And that is the unconditional agape love. And there are religions in the world that teach you you have to earn God's love. Can I tell you, friend, look at the Bible. God's word. You do not have to earn his love. God's love is given to you freely. Freely. Not because you earned it. Not because you were good enough. You ever heard the little saying, goody two-shoes? That's like an English little phrase. You know, there's always those people. They're the little goody two-shoes. They seem to do nothing wrong. Can I tell you that God doesn't love them anymore more than he loves you? There's an unconditional love from God. God loves you. Simple as that, period. God loves you. He loves you. I want you to hear that this morning. If you're doubting, if anybody cares for you, God loves you. You. You're worth it. You're worth his love today. You're worth his agape love for you. You say, Melinda, you don't know me. You don't know where I've come from. I don't have to, to know that the word of God says that he loves you. He agapes you. I want you to let it sink in today. It is no strings attached. Unconditional love. You cannot earn it, but guess what? You cannot lose it. And if you say, I don't want God to love me, guess what? You don't have a choice. He created you. He loves you. He's designed you with purpose. Whether you feel it or not, it is not based on a feeling. Write that down. Stop Check in your feeling monitor every day. It's not feelings. He agapes you. And if you and I want to have a relationship with God, we absolutely have to understand that he, we receive his love because it is unconditional. When Jesus said the greatest commandment is to first love God, it was more than a commandment or something we're supposed to do. It seriously was an invitation to live our life in full response to the love that he had already demonstrated when he sent his son Jesus to the cross for us. It was an invitation for us to respond to that love. 1 John 4.10 says, In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins. Romans 5.8. But God shows his love for us in that while what? We were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Love is demonstrated in an action. I heard, I think Paula said this yesterday. You can give no you can give without loving but you cannot love without giving when you love you will give you will give of yourself you will give of your time you will think nothing about tithing to god's house you will think nothing about giving missions offerings over above building project offerings over and above because you love god so much you understand nothing is yours you're just a steward of what he places in your hands. And, and so when, that, when it's time to give, I don't ever want to be left out. Like, I didn't have my purse with me. I was like, who's got some money I can borrow? I'll give it to you in the break. But Bev's got my purse, and she's two rows back, and I can't get to it. So I'm asking those sitting around me, because when it time comes time to give, that's how I express my love for Jesus. God, I want to be a part of giving. 1 John 4, 18 and 19. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he, what? Can't lose it. Don't be afraid that God's not going to love you tomorrow because you messed up. There's no fear in the love that God has for you. It's agape, unconditional. And God is not demanding us to serve him. Rather, he is inviting us into a relationship with him. And the greatest commandment is an invitation to love God. And God invites us today. Religion is not a relationship with God. And I've lived in Europe 22 years. And I know enough about every African culture there is in country. Because I've pastored people internationally for so long. And so many of them come from backgrounds that teach them that God's love has to be earned. That it's a form of religion. But God invites you and I to call him Abba Father. Yeah. He's Abba Father to us. He loves us. He knows you by name. He knows when you woke up this morning. He knows when you'll go to sleep tonight. You cannot hide from God. He knows you. So first, there is nothing you can do to make God love you what? More? And nothing you can do to make God love you any less than he does right now. Because love from God is not earned. Love from God is given. And secondly, now it's time for you to check your own heart, your own soul, your own mind. And I ask you, how much do you love God today? Because this is the trouble with Christians. We're all over the place when it comes to commitment to God. All over the place. You can be in church 30 years and love God less than someone who just got saved three days ago. Because your love for God, you have not learned how to love Him unconditionally. You've based loving Him on how's it going for you. Because our commitments and friendships, our commitments and relationships, we give up on them so quickly because we don't think it's going well. Can I tell you, friends, it's worth fighting for. Relationships, friendships, they're worth fighting for. You don't give up. We have an unconditional love for God and that love for God has to continue to grow as long as we breathe. We grow in our relationship. 1 John 4, God loved us. But how do we measure our love expression for Him? I wrap this up in a couple of minutes. Our worship is an expression of our love for God. Our worship, please don't ever be a spectator when it comes to worship. Be all in. That's an expression of your love don't think god is just concerned about the rules what you can do what you can't do that is the worst way to look at a relationship with god what does he allow me to do if you love him unconditionally you're gonna do what's right you just will if it's hard you'll just still do what's right because your love for him is so deep and it's not based on if it's easy today or if it's hard today It's unconditional, meaning that no matter the cost, I love him because I know he loves me. When you love God, you learn to develop something that is rooted in who you are. And if you're here today and you just say, Melinda, I feel like I've known God, but I just need to take that love for him a little deeper. close your eyes all over this place those of you watching online I just ask you to take a posture of prayer
0: I don't have to
1: serve my family but I do because I want to I don't have to give up sleep to serve people, but I do so because I want to. There's things that will pull your attention and pull your focus into this world, but they can never satisfy the love that you need greater than God can. And this morning, if there's anyone in the house and you say, Melinda, I don't even know if I'm ready for heaven. I have not responded to God's invitation to receive his love with all eyes bowed in the place out of honor to those who were in the house this morning if you say Melinda that's me I need to even receive God's love will you just lift your hand and then you put it right back down yes I see you thank you anyone else in the house Melinda I have not received God's love I am not ready for heaven you can put your hand down thank you anyone else in the house that's number one the second response is this Melinda I have trouble understanding that God loves me unconditionally. And I am constantly thinking that he doesn't love me because I'm not good enough. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand, put it back down. I'm not good enough. Yes, yes.
0: And if you're in this house
1: and the third response is this, Melinda, I want to love God deeper. I want to love him deeper. If that's you, will you just lift your hand? Yes, yes, that's the majority. Will you stand all over this place as we stand and respond to his word this morning? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
0: you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that the word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way, in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now, I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward, I give all of my heart to you, all of my steps to you. And I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year. So, Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer, I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that He's working on my behalf. I pray, the Holy Spirit, that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety. And and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your th- in your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So, Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you, and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me. I want you to send me an email. Click on the link. Write us on Facebook or the church website, icfrome.org. And know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.